Make it obvious what you care about and how you serve your people. Don't make it a mystery. Don't make it like they came to me and we did some magic and all of a sudden they got results, right? Tell them what the magic is and then really message in alignment with what you truly believe. You're listening to the Thought Leaders Business Lab, the podcast for coaches, thought leaders, and change makers who are ready to become the standout expert. If that's you, stay tuned because you're in the right place. I'm your host, Samantha Riley, and I want to help you build a successful business sharing your expertise, generate the impact and income you need to create your ideal lifestyle. It's time to make a difference and scale up. Are you ready? Let's enter the lab. Welcome to the Thought Leaders Business Lab. For today's episode, I am inviting or I am joined here in the lab again with Anthony Chansamuth, who joined us back in episode 207. Great to have you back, Anthony. Glad to be back, Sam. I'm really looking forward to this chat. This is a little bit exciting. We, you and I were, were getting a little bit passionate the other day while we were on a on a private call and then you said you know what this would be fun to do a podcast interview and I went yeah let's do it let's pull back the curtain give the listeners a bit of an insight into the kind of nerdy things that people like you and I talk about when we're we're catching up absolutely honestly I've been waiting for someone who could I could actually have this conversation on in a public setting uh, Mm -hmm. because I think it, it takes a certain level of experience in, our, in the industries that we work in uh, and it takes you know a bit of guts and a bit of balls if you will mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. to bring this stuff to light because I think it's it's and it's also a matter of timing and we just talked about that and it's really now 2021 uh, the way people view business the way we interact and sell and buy uh, is shifting uh, and you know the big word buzzword for 2020 was and still is trust Mm -hmm. How do you Mm -hmm. develop trust in in a business and in in that kind of world? Absolutely. So if you are interested a little bit about what Anthony does, go back, like I said, and uh, listen to episode 207. I'll pop that link in the show notes. I highly recommend it. In that episode, Anthony broke down his beautiful framework around case study marketing. But today, instead of me just interviewing Anthony, this is going to be more of a conversation between the two of us around authentic and ethical marketing. And that's why, you know, as you said, Anthony, it takes a little bit of balls. There's a few things that that we're seeing in the marketplace that we're going to or make us feel uncomfortable. And I guess for me, it always has made me feel uncomfortable um, with some of the things that I've seen around for many years. I've been calling some of this stuff out, but I think 2021, I can see some big cracks, some definite big cracks into the, um, you know, one funnel, one funnel away, you know, we're going to change your business in 24 hours. And all of a sudden you're going to be a multimillionaire. It's, it's, it never was, and it won't be. What's your take on that? Yeah, absolutely. I just, had a bit of a giggle with the one funnel away and I think it's selling a promise and a dream and yes it'd be nice if we could just set up a funnel and get our website up run some ads and all of a sudden we're making millions of dollars mm-hmm. uh, and we're good to go the reality of it is you know 99% of people that doesn't happen as you know Sam I've been working with Bean Ninjas uh, and really getting into the financial world and accounting and understanding you know how to read profit and loss statements and all these sort of things the numbers of it I know you had Meryl back on the show a while ago mm. um, what I'm seeing is you know on one side what I see is a lot of 
hey, you know, I just did a six-figure launch, this course launch. It went all great, seven figures, eight figures. You know, I'm, I'm riding in my Corvette down the road, whatever it is, um, <laughs> right? Let me take a photo of me in the jet plane behind me. And then on the other side of that, when I dig into it and I, and I start interviewing people and I say, well, what's, you know, and I've been like you, I've actually been pushing back on it when I see it happening Facebook groups and communities. I'm actually, and actually, the immediate response I have is, what's your actual profit on that launch? Mm, right? Mm. What were the expenses and how long did it take you to generate that result? Because you mm -hmm. don't get that story. You don't get the full context. And so when people who are uh, unaware or new to the industry or just, you know, whatever their mates gone, hey, it's a good idea to go and, and build an online course, uh, you know, uh, the ma majority of people who do that actually fail in a big way, mm. mm -hmm. right? And, and that's not spoken about, okay? Mm. Um, and if, you, if you're going to rely on reading publications like Business Insider and Forbes and these sort of things, they're not going to tell that story because that story doesn't attract viewers and readers, mm -hmm, right? Mm -hmm. um, we don't want to read the story that says, you know, this guy failed his, his business 20 times and committed suicide. Like that's not the story no. we want to hear, right? Yeah. But, you know, all the work I've been doing last year, and I know you have, you know, in coaching people and working with people is we have conversations that go more like, you know, that launch I was trying to do, the product failed or, you know, the ads weren't right or the affiliates didn't do their job or, you know, whatever it is, this is a problem. Uh, I, I did a, I didn't sleep for three days. Um, mm. You know, I'm burnt, I'm spent. I don't want to do another launch for six months. And now my income and revenue is fluctuating up and down and, and it's this crazy cycle and, and this is such a stress, right? Mm, the stress. Mm. I think, can I just jump in for two seconds? Yeah. There is something that I want to say to that. 100% all of that, I agree with 110%. The stories behind launches are super interesting. I've got a friend that just finishes her launch today, actually. We were having a bit of a laugh because I'm like, okay, so from today, your seven-day cave time starts, right? Because uh, coming off the back of a launch, you're just like, don't talk to me, don't speak to me. I, I just need to go and sleep for a week. But at the same time, there are six-figure, seven-figure, eight-figure launches. Not everyone doesn't do good numbers. Like I've got friends that are doing amazing numbers, amazing profit from their launches. The difference if it's, is it's not their first launch. It's not their first rodeo. They have probably tweaked it, tested it, measured it over many years. And there's so many different pieces to the puzzle. Sometimes it might be that you hadn't quite got your marketing right. Sometimes it's that you, you haven't finished the journey that you're meant to be on to figure out exactly who your target market is, or you haven't quite got your, you know, your online program just right. There's so many different pieces, but I just wanted to say for all of the launches and the things that are going wrong for people, there's also lots of things that are going right. So, and I think that that's really an important conversation to have is to say, well, there's all these things happening. It's not all bad or it's not all good. And actually I'm also a believer in even when you do have a failed launch, the data you can get from mm. that is so, so valuable, so valuable. And that will help you to go towards the next launch. Absolutely. We went through that experience last year with a course that we launched for Be Ninjas. Right around February, we did a launch, went through a process, and then it bombed because March, obviously COVID hit and everyone decided mm. we're not spending any money. And we just went, crap, that's not the right time to do a launch. But we knew that there was value in what we were delivering. It's just the timing and the messaging was not 
matching where the where the market was mm-hmm, right mm-hmm. and so we had to basically go back on that and revisit and now Ninjas will be launching another course soon let's say a tweak of that the product was last year right um, and that's based on what you're saying it's based on the data it's based on lessons and insights and you can learn a lot from your failures mm, totally let's talk about authentic marketing I know that this is something that you and I have been talking a lot about what do you think authentic marketing is and why do you think that now is the time to re- like we should have all been embracing this but why why do you think that there's been a shift in the market and we're not believing the jet planes in the background the corvette down the street as you say <laughs> yeah i'm not going to call out any specific names but i can tell you there's a guy i used to follow based somewhere in the us he did all the jet planes and suits and the bentleys and these sort of things and He's basically going through some law. He got a couple of lawsuits against him. A couple of guys, actually big name profile entrepreneur celebrities are going through that at the moment. They've been sued multiple times there. And it's just been, they've seen, or the authorities have seen that it's really been um, predatory uh, practices that they've been doing. And and they really go after people who don't have the money, but want to have the money. um, And they're selling a dream. And then they mm-hmm. don't deliver on the back end, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and I've seen that, you know, I'm talking about a US, uh, people in the US here, but I've seen it in Australia too. I've seen people who are up on the stage, they, they draw thousands of thousands of people into their events and they're selling $20,000, $30,000 packages, right? Coaching programs, whatever it may be. That time has come and I feel, and, and I know you do, that it's, it's going rapidly away mm-hmm. and people are just sick of it. They're sick of buying knowledge what they want is implementation and Mm -hmm. and and it's like you know you you have a choice as a buyer you know i've i've made the mistake um, of investing fifteen thousand dollars into a program and then come out of it and gone after those six months what have i actually implemented in my business nothing Mm -hmm. right Mm -hmm. Um, and now i actually need that money i could have used to actually hire a team to do the work for me and then i would have my business would be in a better place so that's kind of you know what we wanted to bring to light in, in this conversation. And it really started with, with you sharing you know, on our private call that you know, you're really looking at changing how your business model works this year and uh, making some adjustments around that. Now, to answer the question, what is authentic marketing? Let's start with what's unethical, right? So, mm, if, mm-hmm. um, and I'd like to hear from you, you know, some examples too. But for me, what I'm thinking about when I think of inauthentic marketing is false scarcity, things like countdown timers and emails. And you, know, you have 24 hours to buy this digital product right it's online but we're locking the doors uh you'll never get it the same way again these sort of things assuming that everyone behaves the same way and will opt into your funnel at the you know with your free whatever your freebie is and that you can nurture right i'm saying that you quote speech marks here they're going to be nurtured through through a sequence and then eventually buy right what we know as buyers is when we're ready to buy we buy like like mm. you don't when i'm ready to work with, with sam i pick up the phone or i send her an email let's go there's really not much coercing or convincing i need from you because i've already done the research and google has this research they've done called the zero moment of truth or zmot zmot which basically says most buyers will research over 12 hours of, of you know online and through interactions with friends and reviews and all of that stuff before they land on the seller's website Mm-hmm. And so they've already, you know, if they're on a discovery call with you or they're like in your, you know, on your webinar, most likely they've already, they're halfway or 90% there. Mm. Now, now what they're looking for is whether or not you're going to screw it up. And if you come across as inauthentic, right? Because in that moment, if they feel that 
you're not listening to them and they're, they're saying, here's my challenges and here's the things I'm going, that's going on with my business or, you know, my life. Uh, and you say something where it feels like, hmm, that's just not right. And, and, you know, we joked earlier on about how Aussies really have this massive BS detector and mm-hmm. we can feel when someone's intention is not uh, in the right place. Okay. Mm-hmm. So I'd like to hear from you, Sam, like what, what have you seen are some unethical practices? Yeah, see, I don't, I don't actually have a problem with countdown timers. I think as humans that we do, you know, it is in us to procrastinate. Um, I don't actually have a problem with them. I do have a problem, you're right, if it's an online and I can buy it at any time. But for example, if I'm going to work with someone and I know that that person is running live calls with it, then of course, no problems at all with countdown timers. So I think that what's really interesting about this conversation is just to highlight that there's so many gray areas and this is why we need to open up the conversation and chat with people so that we can all figure out where do we stand in this conversation you know where are we you mentioned earlier pricing around high ticket pricing and your fifteen thousand dollar course again what i've actually found is that value has nothing to do with price i've done things that are you know under fifty dollars and have got immense value from them things that have made me um i I took a 27 dollar course just in the last month that i have roi'd thousands of times over. It was incredible. I've also done courses that have cost me $15,000 a year that were just as incredible, like really changed my life. I've also done things that have cost me the same and I'm like, well, see you later to that chunk of money. (laughs) So, So the interesting part of this conversation is that money has no indication whether something is valuable or not and i think that the days of just putting a high ticket on something and saying well this is worth this i believe and it's only my belief and you know i'm quite happy to open up this conversation and be challenged you know by other people because i think that this is a really important conversation to have but it's not necessarily on money it's not on the dollar figure no, it's not. I'm with you on that because it's it's a, really a question on value and it's a value exchange, right? It's really how do I value myself and my abilities and whatnot? And then how do I see you as a prospective coach, mentor, uh, service provider? How do I value what you can provide to me and, and what, I, what I need, right? And what I'm mm. challenged with. Uh, I'm with you. I'm actually not against necessary countdown timers where, where it becomes a problem is where I've seen marketers use it to generate false scarcity where mm-hmm, I know, mm-hmm. look, I'm, I've been subscribed to their, their newsletter long enough that I can see the cycles where I see, mm-hmm, okay, mm-hmm. you know, it runs for a week. Next month, I'm getting the same sequences and the time is there again. And so, yep. you know, that just puts me off because it's like, well, it's not really scarce, is it now, right? No, now I know that I can get it at any time yes. and now the trust is broken. Absolutely. It can be a problem with the Black Friday, Cyber Monday deals because mm-hmm. what happens is if you sell your product or service at a low price point and your, your audience knows that you're doing it on Black Friday, guess what? They wait to the next Black Friday sale to get that same deal rather mm-hmm. than investing in this high ticket or whatever you know price point product is any other time of the year. Okay, mm. so it's really just... You know, something that I've been taught you know, um, a while ago is, you know, rather than discount 
add discounts to your service to entice sales, uh, look at how can you stack the value? How can you add more value, uh, you know, and really solve problems, right? Because if it's not about, I remember one of the speakers I saw many years ago, we would be in the room, he'd get, you know, the good old whiteboards and you'd have, this is the price, you know, normally valued at $15,000. I'm going to slash it by 50% for you right now. And then I'm going to stack onto that $20,000 worth of ebooks and audio files and all these sort of things that no <laughs> and one. And a set of steak knives. <laughs> uh, yeah. And no one ever listened to them or read them or anything, right? But, you know, you're in that high pressured buying environment. So you feel like, oh my gosh, I'm getting all this value, right? But realistically, it, it's actually not. It, it, it's, mm. it's, you know, it's artificial. Right? Mm-hmm, because the mm-hmm. real value you're looking for is, well, what's going to help me move the needle in the business? What's it, you know, how am I going to get more sales or whatever it is you're trying to do? Um, yeah. So the alternative that I kind of want to impress upon people listening here is right, instead of forcing or coercing an experience onto an un- unwilling participant, right? what if you could present options and guide them to a decision in a way that they feel empowered? Right. Mm. So rather than push them through a, a nervousness and have to make a choice right now and, and their hearts are racing and all these sort of things, you know, think about your own buying experience. When you walk into a shop and you're looking for that jacket or whatever it is, and the and the retail person comes up to you and says, Imagine what they did was you have you know, sixty seconds to buy that. This is the price point. If you don't buy it now, you're never gonna get it, right? Yeah, how would you feel? <laughs> and and think about that because people purchase with emotions and feelings and you know like you said if i was in a shop and someone said you have to buy that jacket in 60 seconds literally i'm a very kinesthetic person my hands started sweating just by you saying that (laughs) (laughs) right yeah it's a you know no one wants that we want the choice to say you know what i'm i just want to browse that's okay you know and and by the way i don't even like that color so i'm not going to buy it anyway Mm. so you know that's the choice you have as a buyer and we like that experience you know it's it's delivering a customized experience to your buyers um your potential clients but also you know i like what you do sam which is you you actually and this is what good coaches and consultants do is they actually get and calls with people and then they have a discussion around well what is it you need right now what do you want and what can i actually deliver that's going to help you and am i the right fit are you a right fit mm-hmm. for me it's really yep. you know those are important conversations right and sometimes you know as you know it takes you know a year or two years of someone on your email list listening to your podcast jumping on your webinars meeting you at an event before they even go now's the time now it's right i need this yep. right now the business is in the right place i've got the money when else coming through, you know, on your first webinar is going to want to buy straight away. And that's Absolutely. the problem with a lot of these one funnel Absolutely. away things. I, I think that the, I'm not sure if the Google report that I saw is the same one that you were talking about, but I saw the breakdown that people, you know, we talk about, you know, three to seven touch points, which is a yes. load of BS because it was that back in the 80s or where we let our fingers do the walking opened up the yellow pages rang a few people got some information thought about it and then rang someone back it's not like that anymore i think what i was looking at that google had produced was that there was a minimum of 67 touch points uh, of people going and googling and then going and having a look at social media and jumping on webinars and exact all the things that you're saying you think about someone that's on your email list and 67 touch points and i think that was like sort of one of the lowest numbers that i saw on this report and just touching back to what you were saying before is that the the buying behavior has flipped so instead of us 
ringing someone, getting some data and then choosing. It's the opposite. By the time we decide we want to work with someone and we get on a call, we've generally made that decision. Yeah. And and you've seen that locally as well. Like I've had instances where, uh, you know, my my mother-in-law needed something for the garden and I'm straight away onto my phone doing a Google search, whatever it may be. I find out the nearest Bunnings. Do they have, do they have stock? I've already had the information given to me before I walk into the premises, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so when I'm there, and if I've had other scenarios where probably have two, where you're in the shop and you're looking at this dress or this whatever it is you're looking for your kids or whatever it may be, and you go, that looks good. Let me get on the phone and see if I can find a better price somewhere else. Can I get mm-hmm, it on Amazon? Mm-hmm. Can I? <laughs> and so, you know, we have at our disposal like literally this, this knowledge, this database of knowledge about everything. And so, you know, we're using it, right? And so our buyers are doing that too. And, and we to assume or pretend like, like it's not happening, mm-hmm. th- that's only going to create the situation where we erode trust. Uh, we, we, you know, we're creating this experience that's not going to work for people. And then you start scratching your head wondering, well, it, it seemed to have worked for that particular influencer or this person, you know, they're selling this way. Why isn't it working for me? Uh, mm, and it's but like, we don't know if it's working. And that's what we're talking yes. about here, right? We have no idea if it's really working or not. We don't. We don't. And, you know, I, I've had an experience. I'll share a story where there was this Seemingly really wealthy, really successful entrepreneur, uh, did some talks around Australia. And I went along and they were all about the personal growth, teaching, you know, NLP and these sort of things and talking about, hey, we can help you, you know, make your first $100,000 or or whatever it is. What people didn't know, because I I actually crewed for this person um, for some time, what they didn't know in the background was their marriage was falling apart. Right. So, so they were painting this picture of the ideal. I've got it all. Like I've got, you know, I'm high flying and all these sort of things. What people didn't know was they were dealing with some serious mental stuff, psychological trauma, a whole bunch of things in, in, in the background. When I came off the stage, on the stage, it's prim and proper. When I come off the stage into the back room, they're shouting at their, their volunteers. All these things are going wrong. Uh, and I'm going, what the hell, man? Like that, that's, you know, we, we, have to be careful who we, we pay attention to and, and, and what part of the narrative we're paying attention to, right? And we've got yeah. to ask questions. So on that, how important do you think social media is? Ooh, great question. Loaded question. Um, uh, uh, well, I, I think that it's a, because I, I could easily be seen on both sides of the fence yes. here. So let's like, let's have a conversation to open up the you know, the ideas in, in our listeners' head? Well, it, it really comes down to what the purpose of social media is for you, right? So what I've seen happen for me over time over the last 10 years, or 2009 was when I first created my Facebook profile. Um, so, wow, 20 years. <laughs> but um, uh, gee, uh, what I've seen gradually happen over time uh you know, Facebook shifting from a free platform to pay to play. So mm-hmm. if you have a business page, you're going to get very low reach and organic reach and these sort of things. You have to pay for ads. Groups have come the big thing over the last five years, right? Facebook knows that. Okay. They're putting a lot more energy into groups function because they know that's where the engagement is, right? People want to be part of communities and groups. They don't necessarily just want to connect with the influencer. Mm-hmm. And so a lot of the buying behaviors has shifted from I'm looking at I'm following someone's page and engaging with them there to I'm going into a group now and I want to see how they interact with the other members of the group, mm-hmm. right? I, I want to see, are they answering my questions when I put questions out there? I, I, 
I left a, one particular group I'm thinking of now because every time, I, and I deliberately do this, where I ask a question where I know that for the person running the group, for them to give a real authentic answer means giving me details. Mm-hmm, right? mm-hmm. Details which might mean they're going to share some stuff that's going on inside their program that they're, they're trying to sell. right? Mm-hmm. And I'm looking for how honest are they? Because And what I saw was, and it's not just me, but I observed that every time someone asked a question, their immediate answer was, here's the link, go buy my course. Mm-hmm. Oh my goodness. Right? This is something that I'm, oh, it really grates me. Right. And it's like, well, wait a minute, I don't know what's in your course and you haven't answered a question. And I, and I also see that's one practice I've seen. The other practice I've seen is where people go into groups and with the intent of you know, lead generation, they want to get leads and sales out of groups. Mm-hmm. Again, when someone asks a real honest question, right, you know, Sam, how do I, you know, how do I start my coaching business, right? So maybe that's a question, right? You could answer, well, here's, here's a framework that I, I teach my clients and, and this is how I've done it, right? And, and point them to a video or literally give them the answer there. Where I see a lot of people, what they do is instead they say, I've got the answer, DM me, right? Mm-hmm. And oh, straight yep. away, you know, hey, man, like you're going to pitch me something. The second I get into the DMs with you, you're saying, buy my thing, let's jump on a discovery call, right? Yep. That's just BS, man. Like why can't you, if you're really honestly there to serve and to help people, and, you know, then be the expert, share your expertise, give some advice, tell them mm. things. Uh, and I want to give a shout out here to, to both you and to also James Shramko, um, someone that, that we're you know, well familiar with. And, and I've seen him very active in these groups on Facebook. And I'm thinking this guy runs a really successful business, um, but he's there just answering sp- people's questions. And he's mm. not saying at all, go buy my program, join my membership. He's just really just honestly wanting to serve. Right. Mm. Um, and. That's the kind of behavior I recommend people be, model um, rather than model the other behavior, which is, you know, hey, everything needs to be behind closed doors. I've got this secret sauce. Uh, and the only way you're going to find out is if you hand me some money, right? Yeah, yeah. What are you but saying? here's the thing, right? And this is the trust piece. Yeah. We don't know if you've really got the goods behind the closed doors. Now, where, and I'm, gonna, I'm going to keep playing devil's advocate here because I really, really want to open up conversations. There's got to be some balance between adding value and to get that next thing you do have to pay. Yes. There really does. And I think that there's a lot of people that are are afraid of being seen to be, you know, in air quotes, that person that just says buy my stuff. And they can actually fall a lot the other way in that they're adding only what they see as value answering lots of people but they're never able to take their prospect or their audience to that next level so i'm going to say that yes you do need to add value yes you do need to always be um to be honest and open i'm a big believer in social media and i think the days of pretending that everything in your world Mm-mm, not for me. Like that doesn't go with my with my personal set of values. I want to know who you really are, and I want to know how you deal with life when the when when you're down and out, because it happens to every single one of us, right? Um, but in relation to adding value, don't be afraid to say, "Well, this is what I can offer you," but to get to the next level, you do need to pay. I there's no problem with that at all. Yeah, there's no problem with that because usually what you're offering is something that could speed up the process for them, mm, right? So you could spend a, you could spend a year consuming my content, reading blogs, listening to podcasts, and whatever, or you could spend you know next three months and we implement, right? Mm. Like we we mm-hmm. literally I hold your hand, I give you 
best practice and all the things that I've been doing with here are, you know, five case studies of people who've worked with me um, and let's go, let's go, right? Like, mm. and it really is, it comes back to your point about timing for people because some people need the push that they mm -hmm. actually need, you know, their self-sabotage is to avoid taking the real action, right? And then we convince ourselves that by consuming content, that's taking an action. Um, mm. Research is not an action. I know you said that in the last podcast episode we did together. Um, yes. It's, an, it's action to a point, but there is a point where you have to invest, right? And so this is where it also becomes great because, you know, I'm all for making the investment and I've, I'm getting goosebumps saying it because I remember the last time I invested a lot of money to work with someone to get me somewhere. Right, um, and having to overcome that voice in the back of my head and, and all these things saying, don't do it, don't do it, you know, I'm scared, right? Um, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But I knew like, enough of myself to know, hey, if I don't get the buddy to help me build the muscles and do the reps, I'm never gonna get the result, right? There's a point where, where you get to that line, okay? Now, it's how the seller manages that conversation that's important, right? Mm -hmm. Are they there, you know, calling that out for you, but also doing it with love and saying, you know, if you if you honestly are in debt and it doesn't make sense to you, for you to do it and you have to go and sell your house to make this happen, don't do it, mm -mm, right? Mm -mm. Um, but if you can, if you have capacity and, you know, you feel that and you're, you're literally going to do the work, you know, I'll give you the, the things, you're going to do it and, and, and implement, I'll, I'll be there, hold your hand, uh, let's go, right? Where I've seen there was an issue and I, you know, with one of these high profile coaches was they had a launch. This happened, I saw this as this was maybe four years ago now, but they had this launch going on. The product was, you know, the, whatever it was, I think it was a couple of grand. And I'm in the group. I'm in, I'm in that person's group looking at what's happening during the launch process. Cause a lot of questions come up during a launch phase, as you know, so mm -hmm. people want the logistics. They want the, you know, should I really invest and all these things. And they had moderators in the group. So they weren't even there answering the questions. They had their moderators answering the questions, right? Um, which is okay to some degree. Uh, but then the question, the way they were answering was, again, coercing these people to buy regardless of what they said, right? I literally mm. saw a couple of women saying, you know, this is my last $2,000. Like, once, like, this is it, you know, like, that's all my savings. It's gone. And I'm struggling. I'm getting um, checks from the government. I'm getting these sort of things and I'm struggling, you know, but I feel I need to make this investment, right? And at that point in time, I'm going, okay, you know, maybe jump on a call and have a conversation with that person and, under and mm -hmm. understand where they really are at. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, I've seen people, speakers and coaches say, put on your credit card, get higher debt, you know, all these sort of things and buy our financing package, right? <laughs> all these sort of things. And I'm going, oh my gosh, you just have to come back to, is it right for you as the seller, right? Is it in alignment with your own values? Would you like to be sold in that way, right? If you're okay with that, that's authentic to you, right? But when it becomes everything, let's do everything in our power to, to convert the sale at the cost of the buyer, right? That becomes a problem. And I'll give a, an example of someone who does it well. Um, I'm, I think you're familiar with Ramit Sethi in the US and he's got, uh, yeah, he's his course program. And he, he's, his landing page basically says, if you do not have the funds and you need to go into debt to, to buy this, Right, I don't want you to come into the program because I actually want you to get uh, to develop more healthy uh, habits around spending first, right? Then come in when it makes sense to do so, and then he points you to these resources where you go and learn that stuff for it, right? So it's it's yeah, it's how you manage it. Absolutely, it is. It's it's about jumping on a call with people because I know that I could easily be on either side of the fence there too, and and I have been. 
but it's it's about jumping on a call and finding out exactly what's going on i know that um i can think of a specific instance last year where i had a call with someone and i could hear what was really going on and instead of going okay well yeah you can work with me like of course she would have got results working with me but I went for right for where you are now what I'm going to do is I want you to go and listen to this exact podcast episode this exact podcast episode download this lead magnet read this blog can I check back with you in three months but I want you to action exactly what it is there like take notes action that stuff would you mind if I followed up to see how you went because I, I could hear exactly where she was I've also been known to actually to say people actually we've got a you know you wrote a great case study for me with um, a client of mine Ali Ali had been in my world for quite a while had been coming on to calls that we were running every week had been in my world was interacting a lot for three months and I just, just jumped on a call with her not actually to sell her anything it was just hey let's jump on a call she was she'd said you know I'd like some feedback and, and she was telling me I've got a webinar tomorrow she showed me what it was and I said look do you want to work with me so that we can sort this out for tomorrow and she did come on as a client and we did spend three hours that night after her kids had gone to bed and reworked her webinar for the very next day but the the reason I shared both of those stories and this is the authentic and ethical piece get on a phone call and find out exactly what's going on in that person's world. Yeah, and, and be ready to have the challenging conversations. It's challenging in what the potential reply might be, and it might be no, right? Mm -hmm. And it might be, I, I'm, I'm a mess, right? I just need something. Like I've now, being people of, of service, one of my biggest flaws has been, uh, and my wife keeps reminding me of this, is I, I give too much. Like it's mm -hmm. easy for me to to jump on a call for two hours and speak, help try and coach someone and whatever it is, you know, and not expect anything back. And I've had mm -hmm. to learn, you know, just what you said, there's some boundaries around that. And there's a point where so much coaching, I've also learned when you coach people for free, a lot of them don't take any action, mm -hmm. right? And so mm -hmm. they don't really value the service anyway. So 100%. Um, that's why you have to find what what is coming back to being authentic, what's going to work for you as the giver, really the positional power in that conversation. And then, you know, how, how you relate to the other person and respecting their values and where they're at and, and eliciting the right questions and emotions to understand, okay, um, let's come from a place with empathy and let's work together to solve the problem and, you know, not have a predetermined outcome for that conversation, which is what mm. you just said. I didn't get on to sell the person. I just wanted to understand, right? Yeah, totally. Uh, and I think that, that's a really nice way yeah, to do totally. it. Yeah. So let's talk about pricing or, or loop back to pricing because the reason that we decided to do this particular episode was because there's a meme doing the rounds at the moment. And you may have seen this because I've seen it on a lot of a lot of pages, a lot of groups, and it's talking about um, you know, five hundred dollar client. I just feel like this investment's about, you know, it's gonna change our lives and you know i need you to change my life with me and i need you to to coach me 24 7 and i'm entrusting you with our livelihood at lives and then five thousand client money sent thanks so it's basically saying the 500 clients crap and that you know to be able to to live easily and to live this easy life that you need to charge high ticket price what's your take on that sam Oh my God. <laughs> I think that this meme is so, oh, what's the word? I, th it's, it's bad. 
I think this meme is really, really bad because people, what I see is people thinking that just by charging a high ticket that their life is going to be easy. It doesn't work with my value set at all because are we providing the value and the outcome that goes alongside that high ticket price? I don't have a problem charging high ticket, but am I adding the value to that client at a time they can utilize my value? Because sometimes I could be delivering $10,000 of value to a client that maybe is a startup. They're unable at that point to work with what I'm giving them. So it's not just what am I worth, but how does that work as a whole story? There's so many moving parts. And I've got clients that don't charge me $5,000 a month. And I absolutely love working with them. And they're not bad clients. I don't know. I just think it's a, it's sending such a wrong message. But what's your take on that meme? Yeah, I think it's it's perpetuating a story and a narrative that is isn't accurate, right? Like I feel, and I had this conversation with someone before today earlier today, uh, where they said they were. Let me let me get the phrasing right. Um, and they were saying, you know, uh, okay, they, they work with six figure, hundred thousand dollar plus businesses, um, and therefore. It's, for them, it's easy to price their, their course, whatever they're selling, you know, at, at 10%, right? That was the assumption. And I said, wait a minute, you're assuming just based on the revenue figure alone that they have money, right? Uh, what if they're spending $60,000 on ads to generate enough sales to make the 100K, right? Mm -hmm. So you don't know that. And so what if they have to pay out salaries to their staff members and these sort of things and, and they're, or they've taken a massive loan to start the business uh, and they're paying repayments you know, to the bank every month um, or something's happened in their family and they've got to put all their money, you know, use all their savings and, and some of the business capital uh, to pay for hospital bills. You, 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 you can't assume just based on a number alone right, uh, that you understand someone's situation fully. Uh, and so it's really, yeah, that meme doesn't, it just makes a lot of assumptions around price point equals this set of value. Mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm, and, mm -hmm. and that's just not correct. It's not accurate. Absolutely. Let me share a story of someone that I was chatting to a couple of months ago. So it's someone that I speak with regularly every week, um, signed up to a coaching program because she's, uh, she was ready to scale her business. I'm not even going to talk about the niche that she's in. And she relayed to me what happened in her onboarding call. And I just said, there's a problem. And she went, what's that? I said, you've just explained what happened in the onboarding call. And that doesn't match the outcome that that, com that coach is promising you. And I explained why. I unpacked why I'd come to that assumption. And she looked at me and she said, oh, my goodness, I'd actually missed that. I said, by onboarding in that particular way, they've just proven that they've never been at that dollar figure and that they don't understand how to run a business at that dollar figure. And she was dead right. She actually, in the, in the next session, just went, I can see that this isn't going to get me to where I, where I need to go. So actions speak louder than words. So... I love that story and, and, and I'm glad you shared it. So how, how would you advise people listening to this to what can they do to prevent getting into that situation? Whoa, that's a loaded question <laughs> because again, and, and I don't want to be this fence sitter, but there's so much gray area here because we're, ta we're talking about people that really are not delivering on what they say they're delivering. 
I've also, and I am so, so blessed to know so many amazing coaches in my world that actually can deliver. So this is where you really need to have a have a look at the way they're interacting with their clients this is what you were talking about before have a look at the way that they're interacting in their free content have a look at the way they're interacting with their clients when you get on a you know a discovery call or when you're able to speak to this person also ask questions around what is expected um, of you as, as the person that's signing up and what can I expect from you as the coach? So it's a two-way street. What from the coach, what are you expecting me? What do I need to be doing? What do I need to be implementing? What does this program look like for me in my business? But also this is what I expect from you as a coach. I know there was one um, high ticket item, this was many, many, many years ago that I signed up to and it was, um, you know, it was high ticket back then and, I had a specific question. It was a group program, but I had a specific question that I just wanted 10 minutes of someone's time to answer this one little thing that was holding me up. I'm like, can we just do a 10 minute call? He said, yep, no worries. Just make a, make a time with my, my team and we'll get that set up. And when I reached out to the team, the team's like, no, we don't do one-on-ones. Well, at, that was the end for me. It's like, well, if I can't get this one question answered, I can't move forward. That's the end of that that little thing. Um, but, you know, have a look at how they're interacting. Are they answering your questions right from the beginning or are they deflecting your questions and just saying, no, this is the way we do it or this is what you have to do? I'm a big believer in not cookie cutter. I teach templates and checklists, but no cookie cutter because I know from all the different businesses that I've run that not only is there no such thing as a cookie cutter business because the way I do business is very different to the way that you would be ingenious doing yours, Anf. Like if, if you tried to run your business like mine, it wouldn't work. But, you know, also we coach and work with different types of people. We need to know how they work. There's just so many gray areas. And even I know in business, I've been in business almost 30 years now, you can do something one day that doesn't work the next. There's not <laughs> one answer. So a really good coach will be like, okay, so that one didn't work. Let's try this way. That actually doesn't mean that coach doesn't know what they're doing. It actually shows that they've got depth in okay, let's try this. Let's get the data that we need. Let's work around it and let's try this way. So it was, I don't know that I really actually answered your question um, because, well, because there's, because there's so many, there's so many pieces to look at that makes up this one picture. And I think there's a part of us to add to what you're saying. And I, I think that's a great response. Um, it's an, it's an honest response. And I think, you know, there's no, just as there's no cookie cutter business, there's no cookie cut away to deal with someone selling you something, right? It, it, uh, I think it comes back to the individual and then you know, something that came out of what you just shared with me is really pay attention to what you're feeling and your intuition around that experience, right? If someone is promising you a 10 minute call and the first interaction is, no, we don't do 10 minute calls, um, then already they, they haven't been able to deliver on the promise, right? And it could be a really simple thing, like, you know, uh, meeting up for a, a discovery call and they say they're going to send you some notes afterwards and they never send it to you, right? There's no summary. There's no like recording of the video. I've had that happen to me a few times where they've said, we'll send you the video. It's been two weeks and they haven't sent me anything, right? Um, and so it, it's, you know, it's do they stay true to their word, right? Mm. And it's not, if they don't do it when it's in the free zone, 
all right? Mm -hmm. And they're trying to sell something to you. Um, are they going to do it when you've paid them the money? Okay, so, you know, and it's also good to seek advice from people who have been down this road before and say, look, okay, what, what would you do in this scenario? And have you had similar experiences? Um, there's also online reviews. There's also a whole bunch of things you can look at. But you're right. There's no one answer for that. Yeah, totally. And And what you just said there was a really good point too. I know that I'm very open in giving testimonials to people I work with. I think that I'm very grateful to work with if I'm, you know, whether or not I've paid them, if I've worked with someone and they've given me a really great outcome, I'm so grateful. I always give testimonials or case studies or, or whatever. So there's all sorts of things all over the internet that I've said. I get many and more so, I've got to say in the last 18 months, this number has got a lot higher of people reaching out to me saying, I see that you gave a, a testimonial or a Google review on you know, this business. Can you give me more information? I am 100% always happy to jump on a call and say, yeah, absolutely. I, you know, this is my experience. So, you know, that might be something that you want to do as well is have a, you know, don't, don't be stalker like, but, but maybe, you know, just ask around and you'll, you'll get a good feeling and, and um, there's nothing wrong with reaching out to people and asking. Yeah, that's a really good point. And I actually did that a couple of months ago with someone. So I was uh, looking at someone's program and, curious i wasn't really willing to buy at that point in time but i actually reached out to someone that i knew had done the program and actually said you know can you just give me some feedback on, on what this is and this is my goal and you know uh, do you think this is going to help me uh, and they were very honest there was no other motivation for them to respond other than i just we're just having a friend conversation here mm. right and so they were very frank with me and said look yes this will help you could help you get that outcome but understand here are some other investments that you're going to make that, that they don't really talk about in, in the sales pitch, right? Mm -hmm. And those things are expensive. So, you know, so you might be thinking you can invest $15,000, but you're also going to have to pay another $10,000 in these other things. So, mm -hmm. you know, be ready for that. And I said, oh, okay, I really appreciate that because I didn't know that. And you wouldn't know just from the, the first, you know, webinar. Um, mm. And so you're right. It's good to ask people that have been through the program or have worked with that coach or that supplier. I get that all the time with copywriters, people who are looking for um, people to write copy and content for them. Uh, also working with marketing coaches, right? So they come to me and they go, this, this advisor was telling me I need to do these things for my business. Do you agree with that? And I say, well, realistically, I don't think that's going to work, right? And, he, and here's why. Um, and I'm like you, I'm open to people challenging me on those things. Um, but I just want to like people to exercise their ability to ask questions of different people. Cause I think that's mm. what yeah, totally. So to sum this up, where do you think the biggest opportunity is in marketing in 2021? All right. So we have just come through 2020, the time of the pandemic, a lot of businesses shutting down, a lot of businesses starting up, uh, there's a real what people are wanting and needing right now is education they want access to learn from those who've done what they're trying to do which is why e-courses have taken off in a big big way and so if you are someone here going how do i you know what's the opportunity for me i actually think it's everything that you do sam which is work on building thought leadership and expertise it's actually you know sharing what you know and what you've experienced Right. Tell those stories, write those articles, do the podcast, whatever it is, whatever platform you choose is fine. Um, but what I'm going to say is the best way to be authentic about it is to share your values. 
break them. I'm a dad, I'm a husband, I'm whatever. You know, talk about those things. And I've said this to everyone, all the, the leadership team for one of my clients, hide that part of your life from, from everyone. You don't talk about it on LinkedIn. And I said, and I basically said to them, start talking about it because people want to relate and work with people that they can trust. And the, and, and the way mm -hmm. we trust each other is we identify we've got some commonalities, right? If you're a fitness freak, talk about it, post some pictures of you at the gym, whatever it is that you do, right? You're going to attract people who also love that stuff. And guess what? What if you could go to the gym and hang out with your clients? That's fun, mm -hmm. right? They're going to love you, you know? And so it's about sharing your values, also stand for something, okay? So don't, you know, We've had moments in this conversation where, yes, we're going to sit on the fence on certain things, right? But I know at your core, you have certain things that you definitely stand for and stand against, right? Mm -hmm. And don't be afraid to communicate that. It's why Trump was successful in his first campaign to become president because he stood for something, you know, mm -hmm. and people hated mm -hmm. him and people loved him. There were people on both sides, right? And he failed for the same reason, right? Because people hated him, people loved him. But now, yeah, yeah. But now they saw how he went about the presidency and they saw okay the way he implements yeah. doesn't work with what we want as a country right mm. and so stand for something make it obvious right this is what i say when people are coming to me and they're saying hey what what should i share what are the you know what are the topics i should talk about on social media on my blog and i'm like you know make it obvious what you care about and how you serve your people like make it glaringly mm. obvious don't make it a mystery don't like you know make it like oh this they came to me and we did some magic and all of a sudden they got results right tell them what the magic is right and then really message in alignment with what you truly believe okay so if you don't yeah. agree with something don't take that client if they don't agree with it either like if, if, they, if you have you know i've seen i've i know you've been in, you know we've all been in a situation where we're talking to someone and we just inherently understand that we see the world a different way and it's going to be a massive yeah. problem for us to work together but because I'm under yeah. the pump and I've got to make my revenue goal this month or this year, I'm going to say yes to this client has become the worst experience ever, uh, you know, the bad client. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. And that's because you went against your own values, right? You, 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 you basically mm. went against, you know, what your inner being is saying to you, you know, your voice in your head saying, don't do it, don't do it. It's not worth the money. And, and it, not, it might not even be a voice in your head. For a lot of people, that's yeah. a feeling in their gut. You're just like, oh, you know, you can feel already feel like your stomach's yeah, getting in absolutely. a knot. And I know that's the work you do is to help people get more of, you know, working with the right clients, right? And that's so important. And so I uh, hope some of these things are, are useful for people because that's really how we can be more authentic and more ethical. Uh, and, and it's really taking into account self-awareness and then on the other side of that mm -hmm. you know doing the best you can to understand the prospective buyer and who they are and their desires and motivations and challenges and all those good things um, and then coming to an agreement as to are we right to work together or not mm, mm. The, I didn't actually loop back gosh nearly an hour ago when I asked you about social media because what you've just said is where I believe the opportunity is in 2021 as well it's use social media to get people to know who you really are it's the days of just us as a business owner are gone we understand that there's got to be this values in alignment you know i want to share what's going on in my life no i'm not talking about if you know if i have a you know an awful 
tiff with my partner. We don't need to share that, right? Well, I'm not talking about that kind of stuff. I'm talking about being vulnerable that, you know, this didn't work or I feel this way or, you know, this is something that hasn't worked in my past or, you know, on the the opposite, this is what I really love. This is what I believe in. Like, this is what I really stand for. And, you know, back, you know, you can remember those glossy magazines from the from the early 80s with the, the men in the suits and looking at their Rolex leaning on their their Bentley, you know, we used to think that was great. It's it's I think the time for that yes. is is done. I think that we really want to get to know the people that we're working with. Yeah, and I think, you know, just flip the switch on what you understand marketing to be, right? We we think it's about funnels and social media and content and all these sort of things. Uh, the most important marketing you can do is how you show up, mm. right? How you show up for people right? as an individual mm. and someone who cares. Do you genuinely care about the people, right? And I've had this conversation with someone else the other day uh, and he said to me very you know, smartly, there's a difference between building an audience and building a community and building mm. people who love and trust you and, and, and that you're going to fight for them as they will fight for you. Uh, and you know, most of us building these practices and whatever else, we don't need to have 100,000 customers, right? Like to get to a six figure or a seven figure, you only don't, you really don't need that too many clients, right? No, you actually don't. Right. And so, and, and focus on that, focus on getting those clients that, that you love working with, they love working with you and helping them generate great results. Cause you know what happens after that? And it's, it's happened definitely for you and for I is they refer their friends to you because they're like, you mm -hmm. gotta work with Sam, right? This is, this isn't, she, look what she's done for me um, mm. and, and you know uh, nothing beats you know as, as much as we're all about the inbound and all this kind of stuff going on right now um, word of mouth is still proven to be the most powerful powerful transfer of credibility and trust 100% I think of the amount of I've spent a lot of money in the last 18 months a lot of money and I'm just thinking I can't think of anything that I haven't spent money on that didn't come through a referral whether it's through someone I saw on Facebook, that's a friend referrer, or whether it's been on a call with someone and they've said, oh, hey, you know, work with this person. It's all come through referrals. And the reason I do that is because if it's the transference of trust, if I'm already speaking with someone and they're a friend, I know where their business is at, or I know what they believe in. If they're referring someone or talking about someone, the trust of being in a relationship with that friend then transfers onto the person that's selling. So that's why it's so powerful. Yeah, and you as the service provider that's getting the referee, you've got a responsibility to make sure you deliver because the, the risk of it is if you don't, the friendship dies, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And, and that's the way I view, and I know you have that value too, and that's why we like to partner on things, is because I know if I'm going to send someone to Sam's webinar, she's going to deliver, right? Mm -hmm. and, and she's not going to say all these crappy things and try and all these do these dodgy practices. Um, Cause I've been through your webinars. I've had the experience of talking. We've been talking for years now. Uh, yeah. And for me, it's like, that's who I want to work and play with. And I want my clients playing with those, that, that person too. Right. Yes. Um, because we all have a values alignment, right? It, it, it's choose your partners wisely and choose your, your friends and clients wisely. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and, you know, right back at you, I know that I tell you all the time, your newsletter is one of my favorite newsletters because it's just like straight up, Hey, you're getting this newsletter because, and if you don't want it, Hey, unsubscribe, we, you know, you don't hide it down the bottom. You put it right up the top. I would never even think of hitting that unsubscribe button because when you scroll down below, you get so much value. I absolutely love getting your emails and you know, that you are talk authentic and ethical marketing, you deliver 
you don't just say it, you deliver it. Um, I know that you have created something around this that I really would love you to share because I really, really believe in everything that you're doing. So can you share a little bit about what you've created? Yeah, so I'm working through uh, a guide to authentic marketing at the moment, and I'm going to actually ask you for some input on that as well because I want your contribution to it. Um, but I'm really just reaching out to people who I value and uh, know deliver good work. And we're basically putting together this guide on how do you market and build a business authentically. Um, and that's related to a, a service that I'm delivering, which is basically helping uh, small business owners really work out an authentic content strategy and, and then you know I, I can help them with case studies whatever they need but first is the guide uh, and that's really a way for me to say you know what here is how I value relationships and this is how I value interaction with my clients and my partners right if you don't resonate with this don't go any further I'm not going to sell you anything um, it's okay for you to walk away and find someone who's right for you and that's going to be I'm also toying with, with the idea of that being my homepage when people land on the website Mm. Right? Um, because I want people to go, yep, that's right for me or it's not right for me. Um, and then if you choose to, to move on, great, right? Um, if you choose to move off, that's great too, right? Because it's about yep. finding, and this is really coming back to your question about opportunity. This is where the opportunity is, is to really put a stake in the ground for what you care about, what you believe and how you deliver results, uh, and then let the people choose you, right? Based on where they're at um, and, and be okay with that, okay? And this is a very different thing to what, other markers will tell you they want the pop-up things on the landing page and they want all these things. Um, one thing I'm really fighting against right now for my own business is to not, uh, to really consider the buyer experience and the journey um, and really give them the experience of, hey, coming to the party and then choosing to spend time with me where I'm standing and walking over there uh, and, and, you know, rather than forcing them down this path where it's like the only place you can go is to buy my product because yeah. I, I think that's that's not the way it works um, and you know there's some I could throw up a whole bunch of research around this but um, most there's some research that's been done which shows that uh, you know what we think of as the um, there's a practice where it's like if someone opts in for your freebie you immediately put an upsell so you basically say buy a $20, $50, $100 product um, that creates a type of buying experience now another way to go about it would be well why don't you give them something of value and i know you do this already is you give them something of value like your webinar where you come on you learn something and you get something practical from me um, and then you, then i'll give you the next step and you choose whether or not you want to go there right mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, and i'm sort of playing with that idea and, and i'm going to implement that on my site and i'm going to share it with everyone but um just yeah that's what i'm working on at the moment at the moment love it Love it. Anthony, thank you so much for riffing with me today. Like I said at the beginning of this episode, I want this to be not the, the sum total of the conversation. I want this to be the beginning of the conversation. Let's open this conversation up. Let's talk. Hopefully that just listening to us today has given you some ideas of how you can maybe change your marketing up in your business, maybe take it to the next level. But yeah, we'd love to see you over in the Thought Leaders Business Lab community and, and let's talk more about authentic marketing. Let's Thanks so much, Anthony. It's been great to riff with you. Love it. Thanks, Sam. Today's episode may be over, but let's continue the conversation. Head on over to the Thought Leaders Business Lab community on Facebook and connect with other entrepreneurs who are building and scaling their business too. See you next time in the Thought Leaders Business Lab.